Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. You ready, boys? Let's do it. Let's go, boys. Okay. Oh, oh, I okay. I understand what you're doing now. I, it was like that was not the plan, but it's like okay, but yeah. it's not the way around. It does that. It, it works. Goes, Let's like... go, boys. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting uh, it. It was like drinking. It was like when you think. Uh, you're going to drink water and you drink a Sprite and you're like, ew. It was like that. I was <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting that Shania Rift I, to come out of nowhere. You, <laughs> expecting water, you get vodka. <laughs> thanks thanks for ewing my bit, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> My name is Matt Kaznell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweden. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from. Huh? It's Tim Hans. Huh? 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 <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. I don't know what Rich is doing. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, we're still doing that. Let's go, okay. boys. We're just still doing Shania Twain. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was doing that. I was waiting for you guys to just stop me. I was was sitting back waiting to pick my spot with the Shania Twain reference. And Sean, eagle-eyed as he was, found a true opening and hit it real hard. There's a difference between between comedy comedy amateurs and comedy legends. (laughs) Just yell. Absolute legend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like watching a – it's like when you see like a good running back in football and then you see like – some schmuck who doesn't know what they're doing just slam into dudes over and over again. <laughs> and then you see like an actual running back who's like, oh my God, look, there was a hole there. How did he know that was there? That's Sean <laughs> with his Shania Twain reference. Anyway, let's pop on Twitter. <laughs> Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. The premise of our show, as always, is that we are four bros. We like drinking a little bit too much. We like answering questions almost as much as we like drinking. And so we decided to combine those two into a podcast. It's brilliant. Nobody thought of it before. We each bring our own question to the table that we want our bros to answer. But we want your questions as well out there in Listenerland that we can answer with a touch of intelligence and a touch of mirth. So send them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. 
if you want your question answered on the air. But first, we got to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Tim Hansen, we're going to start with you. I'm drinking in the beautiful vision of you guys in your faces. Oh. Tim's out of Sam Adams. No, I've got one left. <laughs> oh, okay. I am drinking the last of my cold snap for the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking delicious. By yeah, the season, you mean spring, correct? Yep. I mean, it's already out of season, but this is uh, my right. last one. Got it. Go make me say it. Pour, pour one out for our... Uh, yeah, pour that one out, Tim. Team drink. We don't pour it out. We trick him into doing it, and he's like, he's like, shit. Just wasted more. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Sean, what are you drinking? I was drinking... Uh, I was drinking vodka and ma- and mango juice, but uh, I ran out of vodka. So luckily, we had exactly one for realsies, uh, whatever six ounce glass, five ounces is supposed to be five, five ounce glass of wine. Uh, it is La Crema. It's a Chardonnay. Uh, it, it it is um, it's it's pretty good, but uh, mostly uh, we get it because it's pretty solid, and also it's the Chardonnay that my parents drink. So it has this really nice nostalgic value where I will drink it. And uh, it, it like evokes uh, nice family dinners, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so it is, it is a fine, I don't think it's great, but it is, it definitely for me has a really good emotional component. Uh, so hell yeah, the crema decent Chardonnay. Get it. And also, uh, liquor before wine, you're gonna be fine. So, mm-hmm. nice <laughs> liquor before beer, you are in the clear. You're in the clear. On that note, Rich, what are you drinking? I am polishing off the last of my single can of Crafters Union Rose California, uh, and I am enjoying it quite a bit. And let me tell you guys, as sad as this may sound, I missed drinking. <laughs> no, it, nobody, it's it, and nobody sounds sad to hear it to us. Uh, it, it, even, even even just uh, a single can throughout the night, I'm just feeling a lot, a lot looser and gigglier, and I enjoy it. And this lightweight. <laughs> so, so really, Rich was Maybe. taking a tolerance break, is what I'm getting. <laughs> no, no, Maybe, <clears throat> no, I wasn't. It sounds like somebody is taking a tolerance break. I am drinking La Fee, La Fee, La Fia. It's a, it's a Spanish wine. It's a product of Spain, as a matter of fact. It's 13.5% alcohol bro volume. It's a delicious, robust red wine made with Tempranillo, Garnacha, not Grenache, Garnacha, and uh, Syrah grapes. Uh, It is quite good. Would highly recommend it for those who like good red mixes. Uh, this is a great red mix right here. La Fia, F E A. It's in it's the game. Special Selection. Yes, it is. It is in the game. Uh, <laughs> this red wine is sponsored by Madden 2000. <laughs> All right. Who's got a question? Brose questions at gmail.com. If you want your question answered on the air, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I got a quick one. So, given the choice between two, 
Did I would take the seasick crocodile. No. Not one of the options. Would you rather listen to the board of directors or have a big gay dance party? <laughs> so Tim found the footnote that Alex put in the liner notes for the new board of directors album, Everything is Important, Nothing Matters. I feel like this deserves some explanation. Uh-huh. So there's a liner note at the bottom of... Uh, the, the, there's a note at the bottom of the liner notes of the album Everything's Important, Nothing Matters. It says, very special thanks to Matt Casnell for repeatedly providing a second set of ears during the making of this record. You did not want to, didn't really want to listen to the board of directors. You just wanted to have a big gay dance party. Now, um, as with almost everything that my brother and I have inside jokes about, this goes back to CKY because... Um, <laughs> On the CKY live album, Live at Mr. Smalls, there is a segment of the <laughs> performance where CKY guitarist Chad I. Ginsberg has a, a set of pedals, including a, a uh, pedal that allows him to play certain clips from MP3s. And at some point, again, you know, to remember the time frame, this is, I think this was put out in like 2006. He said, you know, you guys aren't being loud enough. Um, I don't think you guys came here. I don't think you guys came here because you wanted to hear CKY. I think you just wanted to come and have a big gay dance party. And he hits the pedal and it starts playing Believe by Cher. Uh, And so this was the way that he encouraged people to get louder at the shows was anytime he felt like the crowd was lacking, it was not responding to the band the way that he wanted to. He would play that or uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And so that was... This is that that particular segment of the show stuck with us for, <laughs> for 15, 16 years. And so now, uh, yeah, so now that was the, the inside joke was the big A dance party from the Mr. Smalls live album from CKY, which never actually, I don't think, made it into an album or or a DVD, but it's on various YouTube videos throughout uh, the mm. Internet. So. Excellent. So anyway, yes, that is the wrap. So to answer your question, though, Tim Hansen, I would rather listen to the board of directors However, I would also be 100% down for a big gay dance party. Can, can we just do both and listen to the board of directors while having a big gay dance party? So mm. right now, as we're recording this, uh, Alex and the board of directors are just wrapping up their their album release show at Oddfellows in Cincinnati. And for all I know, they are having a big gay dance party. So, <laughs> uh, you know, dance parties, big, gay or otherwise, are always welcome uh, in the Brose household. For sure. Any other thoughts? Well, we'll have. No, I just uh, wanted to know that the story was. Uh, okay. That was the story. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a big gay dance party to Alex Kesnell and the board of directors, and everybody there's, wins. There's, everybody <laughs> wins. I had uh, an extended conversation with Alex where I was ninety percent of the way to pushing the band to scrapping the idea of an album release show entirely and just going up there and performing the entirety of Screaming for Vengeance by Judas Priest. <laughs> a year-long fake-out with all this like pop indie, like super introspective, thoughtful lyrics, and finally for the big release show, they come out and just do uh, Electric Eye, and you've got another thing coming for all the the Cincinnati hipsters. So. Nice. Anyway, Alice Casnell, the board of directors. Uh, by the way, the album's available on Bandcamp as we speak. $7. $7. Pretty, pretty, pretty good deal. Yeah, it's a great deal, man. Uh, you can also get a whole package these days. Of, yeah. of the album 
a t-shirt and the single with two songs on it mm-hmm. for, for 15 unless you're One an idiot <laughs> unless you're an idiot bought the album separately by themselves and then realized that there was a t-shirt because you didn't mm-hmm. look at the merch and then you bought it. <laughs> uh $15 is about the cost of like a like a general so's chinese takeout special that's true and instead of just wasting your money on that you could have 10 Alex Casnell on the board of directors songs, physical copies plus digital copies and a freaking t-shirt. I mean, what are we doing here? I thought we, I thought this, I thought we had inflation. I thought the economy was a wreck right now. $15 for all that's incredible. It's pretty sweet looking shirt too. It's a great shirt. I'm actually, I, I meant to give him some crap because in the, in the picture for the shirt, there's also a mug with the logo on it. And I'm mad. Cause I was like, I, I wanted to buy the mug. Yeah. <laughs> The mug, honestly, mug's not available. I think it's just a stock photo. Honestly, also want to buy the mugs. Yeah. yeah. I would buy a mug. Honestly, sure, if your brother absolutely. posts anything on that, I'm probably going to buy it. So yeah, there's that. Too. <laughs> you can tack that on. He'll say like, oh, you can buy the mug for $5 or it's just $1 extra if you bought the package. <laughs> $20 it is. Yeah, Take my there you mug. Go. Bring it up. Uh, who's got a question? <laughs> who's got another question? Hmm. So here's the deal. I left my phone downstairs between episodes. So I actually forget most of the list of questions that I have. But I do have <laughs> sort of a wafy one, a little, little more fun one. What's your favorite cocktail? Ooh. Oh, I actually know this. Uh, it is. I don't know why I said actually. Like I'm a mystery unto myself. Uh, <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> it isn't it isn't a gin and tonic though that is my go-to my favorite yep. cocktail is a pina colada i love mm. them so much i think they are delicious and they like i so i don't drink that frequently i uh i drink you i drink wine on the podcast and maybe i'll have like a glass when i go to like my parents house or something but I don't, we, we don't, we're not like, I don't like keep alcohol in the house just in general. Cause I just don't, we don't, we do other stuff. Um, but, uh, we had pina coladas recently and I was just like, this is exactly what I want. Like, I just want like a fun, del- like something that's like bad for me in like, in the same way, like uh Starbucks, like Frappuccino is like, it's just a for funsies thing like it's it's there is it's no it has no substance it's just delicious pineapple and coconut goodness and some malibu and i'm just like heck yeah this is exactly what i want i i'm just having i'm having a good time if i have a pina colada in my hand you cannot you cannot bring me down or break up my stride if i have a pina colada in my hand for sure Interesting. So G and T is also my go-to when I am having mm-hmm. more than one of a drink. It's my wedding go-to. Uh, we were just at a wedding a couple weeks ago up in Worcester, Mass, uh, which is a great time, and uh, enjoy. I decided from early on I'm going with G and T's, and I stuck with it. You got to dance with who you came to the dance with, and uh, and I I danced with uh, my friend Gin and Tonic the whole night, and it did not treat me wrong. Woke up feeling just fine the next day <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh and so that's my go-to however my favorite cocktail is an old-fashioned 
get that bourbon, just a little bit of sweetness to it, a little bit of that citrus flavor to it. Uh, and of course, a little bit of the bitters. That is that is my favorite cocktail. And so if I know I'm going to have one cocktail uh, at a dinner or, or just sitting at the bar or something like that, I will go with the old fashioned 99% of the time. Yeah, same. Um, honestly, like I'm a, I'm a simple when it comes to to drinks. Uh, same here. That's why I go with the simple syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I haven't tried too many different kinds of cocktails because nine times out of ten, it's like that's a fifteen dollar drink. Why why would I do that? Um, so I've always been real simple, just like Jack and Coke, Jameson and Ginger straight whiskey or beer um i i I, mojitos are fine light and refreshing um i've definitely tried other cocktails i was like yeah that's fine non-plus this is fine honestly um the old-fashioned is the one that it's like i know what it is i know i fucking love it and they only drink or cocktail that I know I like more than an old fashioned. I don't know what it was because the bartender at, at the at one of the pool bars at our hotel when uh, we were on our honeymoon just made it for me, and I don't remember what was in it. And I was just like, "My guy got me another one." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> it was it. I it had blackberries in it. I know that because I could see them. And that's all I got. Mm. Like it, it was, it was, it had like a nice little bit of fruitiness to it, but it wasn't overpowering. Um, not super sweet, just fucking delicious. Like I, w- I would put it, it somewhere near like a, a gin and tonic or a seven and seven, maybe. No. But like there, there was, oh, fucking loved it. I wish I could remember what was in that, in that glass. And I know me and Martha asked. And then we both forgot. <laughs> what a Damn, that sucks. Oh no, I have to go back to Mexico and find out what that shit was. Because <laughs> that guy will totally still be there. Uh-huh. You get all the way there. It's like, oh, that guy, he was crazy. You can't sell that drink in this country anymore. It's illegal. <laughs> Guy's in jail for 30 years. Which is funny because the other whiskey that I tried while I was down there, it was like the only time I'd ever seen it. I thought it was a made up whiskey for Band of Brothers because the one character drank it all the time. And I was like, that's real. Mm. And it was fucking delicious. And I've never seen it since. Nice. Um, I'm very similar to Tim, whereas like I've never really experimented or tried many cocktails like just by default, I guess you'd have to say that my favorite would be like a rum and coke because that's just always what I ordered because I never knew what to order. I never knew what to get, um, but I am a sucker for anything fruity. So if there's ever like a fruity item on the menu, whether it's frozen or non, I'll probably buy it. Uh, but nowadays, uh, if I'm going out and like maybe starting the night with like a drink, or probably having a couple of drinks, I'm probably starting the night with a uh, nice uh, Irish coffee first and then having a couple of drinks after. So I'm going to go with an Irish coffee as my favorite drink or favorite cocktail. Irish coffees are strong. They are. It's a good move. Yeah. Disagree. Coffee <laughs> sucks. I oh, love yeah, coffee. Yeah. 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 I'm all right with that. You get a uh, little black Russian action, a little Kahlua and vodka. Uh, 
White Russian, solid. Black Russian. I yep. just like Russians. What a <laughs> yeah. What of it? It's a perfect phone call. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I haven't tried. So I, I, I want to try this because a coworker was showing uh, was showing me how to make it, and I've never made it. It's a Negroni. Oh yeah. Uh, which I've never had before, but it sounds pretty good. I would mm. like to give it a shot. Old gin based. Yeah. That's the thing is, there's another one of those gin based cocktails, and I'm not really. Mm. like a gin guy except for gin and tonics um yeah. not really a huge gin fan otherwise but i'd be willing to try the yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was like i i was always drinking on a budget so it was like right, whatever the cheapest beer is you have give me like five of them uh and stuff like that i was never able to like be like all right i'm gonna get this nice 15 dollar fancy drink that may or may not get me drunk and 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 savor it. I'm like, I'm here to get drunk and fast. And so give me your cheapest, but most alcoholic beers. It's like that guy, uh, the, the bad, the bad, uh, Jimmy Stewart's like bad. Like when he was never born and, uh, it's a wonderful life. And the bartender's like, like the nice bartender is turned into a complete prick without yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. He's like, I don't mister. We don't need any characters here. We like to serve hard drinks to men who want to get drunk fast. And we don't need anyone giving us atmosphere. <laughs> uh, Overlooked yeah, drink that I completely forgot existed because I never think to never see the bottle for the liquor. So I never think about it. Di Sereno and Cranberry. Mm. Di Sereno I haven't had in a long time, but I've, I've I, I, I did like it, yeah. I don't particularly like cranberry juice, but De Sereno yeah. and cranberry is just so fucking smooth. You guys ever bought a drink or a beer or something like that based on the name and been immensely disappointed? Oh, yeah. Hundreds of times. Yeah. Beers usually. Absolutely. It's- Always yeah. a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is um, uh, Cape May Brewing Company had a beer called Mop Water. And I was like, well, it sounds gross, but I'm intrigued. So I'm going to get it. And I drank it. I'm like, well, I don't know what I was expecting. This is terrible. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They did not lie. Raging Bitch by Flying Dog. Gross. Uh, But they they have uh, an Irish ale called Lucky SOB, which is fucking awesome. Um, uh, Stacy's Mom, which I think is Evil Genius. I don't like it. And like literally all the names that for Evil Genius beers, it's like, I love that name. Read the description. Yeah. I'm going to fucking hate it, but I want to buy it because yeah. that's funny. Is Evil Genius the one that has like um, new phone, phone who this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, always a fun name. All right. Who's got a question? Who's next? Sean. All right. I got one. Um, Have you ever gotten embarrassed for something someone else did uh or embarrassed for someone essentially uh the best way to explain it, i was watching a streamer this is a while back um i was watching a streamer they were playing Fortnite, and uh they there was somebody who was coming after them and, and chasing after them and that they they took them down they they the 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 streamer lost uh, rightfully, like they just flat out, they lost the match, and the streamer is like complaining and bitching the entire time that this guy is a stream sniper and is watching their stream and sniping him from across the map 
because he was a stream sniper and he's a piece of shit because he's a shitty stream sniper to uh, this streamer's two viewers in a battle royale style game with no literally no possible way that this person was able to actually even know that they were streaming to be able to be a stream sniper. And I'm sitting there watching this guy and I'm just like, Oh my God, why, why would you do this? Why would you do this to yourself? And I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump it real quick with this just because this is the easiest thing for me to say. I know it's a bit of a bit at this point. Um, I am sure that this was immensely embarrassing. I have no idea what you just said. So stream so sniping any means... of the, any of the words, like it, it just is from stem to stern. I have no clue what you're talking about. I stream... heard Fortnite, and I heard stream, and this poor <laughs> this poor fella has two. Other than that, this is a complete. No, so I, I've, I've got the, the the only thing you need to know is stream sniping is when somebody knows that you're streaming, is watching your stream, and knows where you are on the map. And goes after you and snipes you by watching okay. your stream. Okay. This person had two viewers. The screen watching, but for a new generation. Yes. Yeah. This person had two viewers in a game that is absolutely completely random on who you're going to be playing with. And was calling out stream sniping on his stream. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And you were embarrassed for that. I was so embarrassed. I was just like, no, don't, just don't, just don't. Yeah. Well, it's hard, it's hard to like, to cry that when everyone can see your analytics, like everyone can see how many people are watching you. So like the chances of one of these two people, (laughs) no, being a, being randomly put into your Fortnite game and finding you is next to zero. Yeah. You're also on a delay, right? So, like, if you're getting sniped by somebody watching you, you're you're not good at the game. Like, <laughs> well, you're you're on a slow enough delay to where, like, you're on like maybe at most or at minimum like a two to three second delay. Uh, you can set it to be longer, but then that messes with chat interactions. So I don't know why you would want to do that. Uh, um, pe- po- but, uh, poker people will do it. Poker, yeah. Streamers. Because then, like, it'll be, like, on a minute delay so that, like, you, you, or, like, a couple minute delay so that you can't get into a hand with them and just look at their cards. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. Um, But, like, if you could still find out where they were a minute ago and where they went while still watching Mm. and whatnot. Man, I can't imagine wanting to win that bad. Putting that much effort into winning a video game. Just get good. Yeah. Get good. Um, I'm sure I've felt embarrassed on behalf of someone else. I can't think of a moment when. Because, like, I hate that feeling. Um, So I just try not to remember it. Like, I, get, I feel uncomfortable and get awkward at, like, fucking movies and shows. Like, I've never finished watching Napoleon Dynamite, made me uncomfortable. Never finished watching 40-Year-Old Virgin, got weird, made me uncomfortable. Like, eh. So, like, guarantee I felt embarrassed or awkward or uncomfortable about someone else's embarrassing moment. But also, I'm not going to retain that because it makes me uncomfortable, so I just don't think about it. 
but it definitely happened. Guaranteed. You're, you're, you're allowed to use a story about me if, if that's what you're trying to keep from saying. Nah. <laughs> I remember when Rich crashed through a department store in his hot dog mobile and he was dressed as a hot dog and he was very clearly trying to convince people that it wasn't his car. And that was extremely cringy. Yeah, and then he just hopped out and said, ask me about my wiener. Yeah. And he kept saying, he's like, we're all trying to figure out the guy who did this. <laughs> it's crazy, well, man. Listen. Well, that was the thing I thought, because Tim mentioned the, like, cringe comedy thing and, like, stuff that, like, he can't even watch the stressful situation, like, the, those kind of uncomfortable situations. And I'm kind of in the same boat where, like, like, I acknowledge that there are very funny setups and I think you should leave, but I can't really watch that show because the, I'm just like, oh, it's really awkward what show and like even though this is very clearly a setup i think i think you should leave is a uh is a sketch sketch comedy show on Um, netflix it is i truly love it it's probably one it is one of my favorite shows i watch it all the time this is your boy this is your boy that one comedian that you really really tim robinson it's tim robinson yeah but it's it, it is it is a wonderful show i mean it is, but it's very much that. Like, I think I'm okay with it because I can like conceptualize like all of this is fake. Like, it's just a, it's just a sketch, so it's like it's not really happening. But I understand, like, if it if it weren't like these kind of things in real life when people are doing prank shows, I can't deal with that. No, thank you. Yeah, his comedy, I like. I either think it's really really funny or just like I'm gonna leave. Hmm. Mm. You think I should leave, so I'm going to leave. So, I mean, if it works. I, oh, I actually know. I was watching, again, I'm a mystery unto myself. I, um, I was watching a video uh, on Twitter, and it was, I think, yeah, it was a video of Hassan Piker, at a WGA strike. And Hassan Piker is a Twitch dude. Uh, he's like, he's a leftist Twitch streamer. Um, but he, uh, he was at, he was at the WGA strike supporting them. And there was a guy behind him who came up and this guy is just like a troll. Like that's just what he does. He's just like everywhere and is a troll. And he was, while the WGA was striking, was doing a pro-landlord strike. And it was just like... Like, it like it was so... It was just like... Not... Like, I could understand... I understand, like, making a joke like that and being a troll like that. But it's, it was just, like, not a good joke. And it was really half-hearted. And I was just, like, embarrassed. Because I'm like... It was just... Like this dude's whole shtick is so transparently just for clout. I'm. It's like embarrassing to for me. It's like mm-hmm. it's like watching somebody with like, you know, fifteen hundred followers being like, "I'm an influencer," in like at like a restaurant, like when they're like, "I I expect special treatment because I'm an influencer," and it's like, I think even if they had a, a million followers, like watching somebody expect something because uh because of like who they are it's so embarrassing to me it's just like ugh. sounds like a cut rate sasha baron cohen bit it, exactly like yeah. It was, yeah. it's it's i think that's and that's the problem is like if sasha baron cohen i 
wasn't as good as he is at what he does, it would be incredibly embarrassing to watch because you'd just be watching somebody eat shit. And it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like if somebody like watching, it is so uncomfortable to watch pranks that don't work where people just aren't like having it at all. And the, but, but like the person posting it is the person doing the prank and thinking they're like freaking owning this, this freaking like, nerd and you're like watching this guy just like deftly be like uh like just be like what are you doing like honestly what are you doing here like 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 watching someone calmly engage with them and be like genuinely what you're doing is not funny and you're just harassing people you need to stop like that's embarrassing to me like i'm like oh man you just got like that person saw right through you and i you have no chance yeah it's just like oh and and just the like the absolute audacity to be like, and I came out on top in that interaction because I called him fat. Like, cool, bro. <laughs> awesome. I just I hate. Ugh. I I don't know that I I I think as I've gotten older, it's been I've been a little bit less. I've been a little bit more forgiving of people and been like you know like people do like embarrassing shit and I'm like it's okay. But I think that that stuff when it's just like people are just want any kind of attention that embarrasses me for them and i feel it makes me feel so bad mm-hmm. I hate it. makes sense it's usually something at work where somebody has very blatantly either asked a question or addressed a point that's been addressed like days or hours or seconds ago And, you know, they're just asking the question again because they weren't listening or something along those lines. And I'm just like, come on, dude, just, uh, so that, that, that usually gets it for me. Cause I'm like, ah, that I'm hearing it happen. I hear, uh, I know how it sounds to everybody else on the call. There's usually somebody else important on the call who's listening to it going, this fucking idiot. Cause that's the thing is it's not usually like a higher up. Cause it's, if it's somebody who's, you know, an executive or something like that. Uh, a couple levels up and it's like, look, you got more important things to do. You don't particularly care. You're, you've got other stuff you're handling. If you get something wrong in a meeting, like sometimes that happens. Uh, if you know, you're just not paying attention, sleep at the mm-hmm. wheel, then yeah, that, 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 that's a tough, that's a tough read for me. I no longer get that way with people who, um, uh, are unmuted. The, the big, you know, when you're on big group calls and like people who leave themselves off mute, I used to get uncomfortable for them. And now I'm just like, dude, it's, 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 it's so easy to not be talking on a call where you're not supposed to be. It's so easy to mute yourself. It is so remarkably easy yeah. to, to just look for a second at that little thing. So like, no, I, I do not have, I do not have any, uh, like secondhand cringe sympathy for these people anymore. Uh, come on, man. It's been it's been years now. I I get, can't get, believe get a hold of yourself. I can't believe people are still having that issue. My company's default on Teams is to enter into a call on mute. You have to actively unmute yourself in order that's to a, be able to talk. But that's the problem. People unmute themselves to talk, and then they don't remute themselves, and they don't have like push to talk or hold shift to unmute or mm-hmm. something like that set up because idiots. The dumb. 
But I love when people do something like that, and you just got to hit them with, like, per my last email. Well, yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was gonna say, say uh, that that doesn't. I don't get embarrassed. I get mad when people do something like that, Matt, where they're like, "Wait, why are we doing this?" What I had an email go uh, thread this week where I, I'm like, "Yeah, we can't do this right now. They have to actually pay this much." Um, and we there's a back and forth. Why can't we just do this? Why can't we? do what we said we were going to do two weeks ago. It wasn't certified. It wasn't guaranteed. And so then we let somebody else know who has to call them. And their response is, wait, why are we not using the previous number? I'm like, read the fucking email. Don't ask why. Read the email thread that straight up says what happened. It's that simple. Why do we have to explain it to you again? I I get mad at it. I get so mad at it. Anything else that you guys get secondhand embarrassment over? Hmm. No. Everything else is everything else is gravy. <laughs> everything is else wonderful. is first hand embarrassment for me. It's just me constantly <laughs> humiliating myself in public. Yeah, I'm I'm always embarrassed of myself, so Alright. One question left. Oh man. Okay. It's a final question. No, there's one question left. Yeah, it's the final final question. No, there's one question left. It's not the final question. There's just one left. It's just one left. Oh, man. Uh, We're going to get sued by Europe is what I mean. Okay. We keep doing that. Okay. Uh, It's so much pressure. Especially at the end. (laughs) Now I'm like, okay, we've been talking for 40 minutes. How much of that was pre-show banter? Yeah. What's well, because Europe, see, Rich, R- Europe's out of money. And oh, so are they? They're, like, they're like, a real lawsuit hungry nowadays, are, and now they're just they're just they're 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 hunting. Now. Are they also at the debt ceiling? Like, can they not raise theirs up that much higher? They changed the band name to Debt Ceiling. Oh, you're talking the band. I thought we were talking about the entire continent. No, that's just Greece. Okay. Greece's lovely flat broke. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so, do you, do you think that we should change the rules around political advertising? And I ask this because I was listening to the radio the other should day. Should all be banned. Here's every the, ad. Okay. I was listening to a. It, I was Leave me to alone. The radio. There was a and an ad came on and it was Ed Randell talking to me specifically oh he's running again that's great well no he was he was he was uh speaking in support of this dude named pat dugan who's running as a judge on the pennsylvania superior court so uh the, the duger only pat uh, no not pat Dugan. pat dugan who i'd never heard of but totally only, Duke bro, sweet bro. only affects uh damn and and like the tldr is he is a uh he's just a democrat running for superior court uh, that's about it. Uh, but in the uh, ad, Ed Rendell, in his it, it, in showing his support, mentioned that he was an Iraq War veteran. Which fine, that's important to some people. Uh, he was recommended by the Philadelphia Bar Association, which I would say is probably the most important thing because these are the people who know about the law 
and they're like, hey, this guy knows all about the law also. So that's great. But actually, what is most important is that uh, Pat Dugan bleeds Eagles green and hates the Dallas Cowboys. That is a verbatim line <laughs> in that political ad. Most importantly, Pat Dugan bleeds Eagles green and hates the Dallas Cowboys. Most importantly, this judge <laughs> loves the fucking Eagles. I was so mad. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is the least informative ad I've ever heard in my entire life. What does he think? How did, how has he ruled? Like, what is his, you know, like, what is his record? You have told me nothing. And I was really, like, blindsided by just how, like, fucking, like, so this ad got made because it probably ran through a bunch of like test groups and those test groups determined that burying the lead that he is supported by the Philadelphia, in my opinion, that he's supported by the Philadelphia bar association. It's like, I don't know that much about law and they should. So they're saying he's a good candidate. I should look into him. That should be the main, that should be most important. Not that he was a veteran, which I think, again, for some people is important They because it kind of denotes a certain set of values in terms of, I think what they're trying to say is like he's, you know, structured and like, and, and cares about the country, which is important uh, for some people's vote. But fucking that he's the a fan of the Eagles, it was, it is insulting to the, to the, like to the electorate right <laughs> like i don't i don't i was just a little bit upset about this like, are, are you are you, you sounds like it so you say are, you don't particularly care what dugan thinks the eagles should have done yeah, the 10th overall like, pick exactly it's like fucking cool but it, i think it was honestly just that it was framed as most importantly and i think like even if this is a joke it's like uh, you know, our democracy is at stake now, guys. Like, let's take this a little bit serious. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> like, mm. All of this I, is important. I, I agree. They should change the voting rules to explain what each of the candidates' favorite sports team is. So I yeah. know who I'm voting for. I need, we need more Washington Commanders fans. <laughs> First of all, it rules that um, that members of the executive or former members of the executive branch of government are blatantly going out and running ads and showing support for people who will be operating out of the judicial branch of government. I am glad that we've decided to punt entirely on checks and balances. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that there is, that there is no longer even a facade of uh, impartiality and that it is, Hey, here's a Democrat showing support for presumably another Democrat it is running another Democrat. for. I looked, I looked for, up uh, Mr. Dugan, even though I can't vote for him. Yeah, <laughs> D is the the the, du, the D and Dugan is for Dem, uh, and I'm glad that we know that his political party is there because why? Because that's the most important thing, and not whether or not he is a, a fair and just reader of law and and ruler of law. Uh, it is entirely a political process now. That is all fantastic. And I am glad that uh, this is what has become of the judicial system, not just in Pennsylvania, but the country at large, that, uh, yeah, it's it's all like, like Michigan. 
scoring a victory for abortion rights a couple weeks ago because they elected a, a Democratic judge. I'm like, this is gross. And this is not because I'm like in, a, against Roe v. Wade in any way, but like this idea of like we need more Republican judges versus more Democrat. We just need more good judges. It's mm-hmm. a reading of the law. <laughs> and yeah. I understand that there's conservative readings of the law and there's textualist reading of the law and that there's a little bit more flexible reading of the law. But like for Christ's sake, it, it's it's – it, they, it, we sh- this shouldn't be the way that the whole point of the of judicial review is that it is separate or it's supposed to be separate from all these external political forces. And I know that that is a little bit of a naive uh, viewpoint to hold, but shit, calling me naive then. I'd like to see the country work the way it's supposed to. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, anyway, geez. they should ban all political ads because I'm sick of them and <laughs> – uh, during the World Series, I, the, the only thing that was worse than watching the Phillies lose was having to sit through every Fetterman Oz ad, even though I live in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a train wreck. I hated it. Uh, so, yeah, ban them all. Every single one. No one's allowed to advertise to me anymore. I'll figure it out on my own. Sounds good. But mm-hmm. how are you going to find out what their sports team is if you don't get that advertisement? How will I know what their favorite sports team is? I will wait to see which one of them shows up in a press box with Jerry Jones, and then I'll know not to elect them as the governor of New Jersey anymore. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, it is incredibly gross that it has come. We are at a point that we need to know judges politics. Because because I, like with the, I don't know with this guy I just want to know how he's done like what is like what is his record like is he like you know considered uh, like you know he's very he has some like have very like certain readings of you know yeah. police rights and certain readings like I just want to know how he does is he good yeah. at it I don't is I, he, are his opinions cited in other cases is he is his you know, his ruling precedent on, in a lot Anything. of other cases. Yeah. Like but, what are the big that's things a lot that he's less sexy to, But that's a lot less sexy to cram into an ad. And it's a lot better to be like, yo dude, he totally loves Jalen hurts. That's like, yeah. Dude, but why yo, he's got, he's got, it? he's got a tailgate in K lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's just the whole thing. It's just gross to me. Like just mm-hmm. fucking, but I, I think what's actually it's not gross that it exists because I understand like, but it's gross that it's going to work for some people. And honestly, so this dude's a Democrat. I'm probably I'm probably like in support of, you know, electing him like I probably would support this dude. But like. What the shit, man, like is hmm. I'm, I, I don't want to say this because it feels bad, but like if somebody liking the eagles is what makes you vote for them i don't think you should be allowed to vote (laughs) (laughs) i agree you know what i mean like i agree on the road to (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's a terrible thing to say and i don't really mean it but like i do fucking man god damn it it. it, like it's just so depressing it's like 
I because I, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I have incredibly low self-esteem, but like, man, my vote shouldn't count the same as the dude who voted for Pat Dugan because he likes the Eagles. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the real life equivalent of that that scene in The Simpsons where Mark McGuire is like, "Look, do you want to hear the cold hard truth, or do you want to see me sock a few diggers?" <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Do you want to know what my judicial review is, or do you want to hear what I think about the fight song? <laughs> I I also I I disagree that it's a bad thing to say. I I agree with you. Like, if your sole purpose for voting somebody is because of their sports team choice, or specifically just because of their political lining and nothing under research that you did at all, just seeing the D or the R—that's the only reason you're voting for them. Then. No, you need to do your research into this. Your 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 vote shouldn't count as much as someone who's taken the time and and done and, and read and figured it out. You shouldn't go voting if you don't know what you're voting for. Hundred percent. I should say this: um, the most um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the most uh, generous interpretation of why they would include the the Eagles thing in there. Is that I think this is where it is in a lot of the country, but especially so in Philadelphia, is that it is extremely important for people in the state of Philadelphia to be in support of other people who are, in quotes, from here. Mm-hmm. And if you bleed Eagles green, you're probably from here. Uh, and there, there are good reasons to like that because it means that you are in tune with the culture of the city and you are in tune with some of the inner minutia and, and uh, you, you know, the history of, of the way some of issues have been ruled in, in the city. Uh, and there's the less important stuff, which is you literally just want to know if he roots for the Eagles, the generous interpretation of why they would put the Eagles thing in there is that they want to let people know that, Oh, the Duger is from here. And the less interpretive ones, like people are dumb meatheads who just want to hear the fight song and want to think about the Eagles when they're thinking about voting for a judge. Yay. Lizard brain. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, I think I I understand that strategy because like a lot of because I also saw every Oz versus Fetterman ad forever and a I think a decent you know, critique of Dr. Oz besides him having like him seemingly not being a great dude is like uh, is that um he he wasn't from Pennsylvania. Like he like he can't for represent me, the issues yeah, of the, the, exactly. the constituency. Yeah, so that for me that's a very valid criticism. Is like he doesn't actually live here. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. You your senator should live like where they in the areas that they represent. But like this like I think so like agreed saying that is fine and and it was said kind of flippantly. I don't want it. I don't want it to seem like they were like, and this is genuinely the most important issue of all. But like the whole commercial is just like yeah. the cheerleaders in the back and the swoop flapping around. Yeah, I I think <laughs> a little bit misrepresenting the the reality of the ad. But like, I think just wording it that way is so weird and shitty to me. It's just like gross. It just made me feel icky. I don't want. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I also agree. I don't think I don't want any more ads. I hate that from Zero. February of next year through uh, mid-November, uh, we are going to be uh, b- 
Barack. We started like, it's now. Just be a, we already had a, a Donnie of, with a full like yeah. two hours on CNN. We yeah. are, we are, we're already there. I don't. I don't. It is. I know in other countries they limit it to like a couple months, and like mm-hmm. that's what it should be. Like I, uh, because when that's the case, you have to hone your messages. You can't just because like. Honestly, a lot of the reason why I don't want to, whatever, a lot of the reason why Donald Trump was successful is because he would say so many fucking things and then he'd be like, this one hit and then pound that message. But like, if you only have four months where you can do your advertising, you need to figure out what you think about shit before because you're not going to be able to turn, turn it around that quickly. Like, you know, the messaging that Donald Trump is saying now versus the messaging in uh, like August through September of ne- of next year is going to be completely different because he's going to mm-hmm. know what people want to hear, you know. And so, like, I don't know. You you give we give people too much time to just change their freaking minds. Like they can mm-hmm. just say whatever they want because it doesn't matter until you know. Well, and the stuff that would be immediately disqualifying for a candidate if they just hang around long enough. You keep bringing it up, it's like, oh, that's old news. Yeah, like, oh, I said, uh, yeah, I said that in it, February it, of 2023. It's it's yeah. now like, July. Trump Trump lost his lawsuit to E. Jean Carroll. By the time you know the primaries are finally done, if you start bringing that up again, it's like, hey, we already addressed this back in in May of 2023. It's like you you still lost a lawsuit where you were credibly accused of sexual assault. Uh, so it, it, that can happen too, and that yeah, that's Trump specific, but that goes for any candidate who's got like a disqualifying event that's brought up early on in the process, but somehow it doesn't sink the ship. You know, you can't lose. You have four months. If you hear about that in September or something like that, that's the first time they can get messaging out about, I don't know. I'm just sort of rambling now. But, yeah. Um, anyway. I don't know. What do words Tim. even mean? Yeah. Mm. Nothing. You want to hear me ramble on and on about the, uh, the primary process, or do you want to hear Jim, Jimmy Dugan, sing the fight song out there in the the parking lot the doog man bro yeah doog bro sweet bro uh tim do you have any final thoughts on on the political should we should we ban all political advertisements or how frequently should we no i mean political advertisements went from a way of getting your thoughts on issues and this that and the other thing to just whatever bullshit, attacking the other person, coming up with a random fucking story. Emphasis on bullshit, like, I bleed eagles green. So, like, everything you guys have just discussed uh, at length, I 100% agree. And that's uh, so why I don't watch TV. I don't have to see most of it, except then YouTube is just like, I'm going to shove this one down your throat. I'm like, but no... No. 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 Yeah, no. Right. Any other thoughts? Because that's it. This is the last question. So if you have any other thoughts, period. Any other thoughts at all about anything? This My foot it. itches. That's it. That's the closing thought. No more <laughs> thoughts, anybody. This is the foot. The foot is itchy. And that's the Brose podcast for you. Which is available, as always, on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, you can follow our show on social media. Uh, Twitter, at Brose underscore podcast. Facebook, at Brose podcast. 
or Instagram at brose underscore podcast. Uh, and of course, if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, you can email it to us at brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. And you can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, time for Twitter handles and plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. We're on video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. All my events are over, so I have nothing special to plug for those. Also, check out uh, Bonus Action, or not Bonus Action, uh, PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show. Sean O'Brien. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyAtSOB. You can find me throwing frisbees at OB Disc Golf. And that's it. That's all I got to promote right now. Tim Hansen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, probably doing nothing. Um, or probably talking about uh, Escape from Poop City. Our bros, Stephen and Charles, uh, formerly the anchor persons of Greg and Gene Nomenclature. If you enjoy our sense of humor and uh, punny conversations, then you'll probably enjoy these guys take on news of the day using their escape plans to start some uh, thought experiments when shit gets too heavy. Uh, Very fun uh, to listen to, very entertaining uh, and good stuff. And I got another plug. Surprise. Um, If you are in the Philadelphia area, maybe planning an event and want some musical entertainment or uh maybe you just want to book some something some some pretty boys to distract people with pretty pretty songs uh look for after the bar uh, as an all-male acapella group in the philadelphia area you can find their uh website at atbphilly.com uh you can also find us on facebook or uh just shout at me on twitter and i'll put you in touch so uh yeah there's that Mmm, a little acapella action. Yeah, get, get, getting back into that singing. Nice, man. I like it. Haka paka. Aka paka flame. I was waiting for it. It was right there. <laughs> it sure was. I am on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M K A S Z N E L. And I will once again plug. Everything's important and nothing matters. The debut album by Alex Casnell and the board of directors. It's available on Bandcamp. You can stream it on Spotify and several other streaming platforms. But just go and buy it, man. It's seven bucks for the digital album or seven dollars as a compact disc. And let me just tell you something. Look, you can buy the digital album for seven dollars if you want. Compact disc, seven dollars. And you can get the stream. At the same time, you're getting both. Why would you just get the physical album? You get the physical copy of the album in your hands, and you still get an immediate link in email to the digital album. You are, you get the digital album, you are throwing your money away. You're throwing an opportunity to get the, the hard copy, the physical copy of Everything's Important and Nothing Matters in your hands. Just go buy the, the compact disc. Just do it. It'll be great. And you can also get uh, merch, the single 
uh, all that stuff on bandcamp.com. If you search for Alex Casnell and the board of directors on Bandcamp or just alexcasnell.bandcamp.com. That's it. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Deuces. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action News team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Thank you.